It's not. It, was, it wasn't about that, though. You know what I'm saying? We wanted to go home in a bar with a win. Now I'm mad by the talk our damn head off tomorrow. As soon as we wake up, because we get back in the morning, he about to talk our head off because we lost. So we came here to win. That was really the only That's really the only goal. It wasn't about Tay doing nothing. It wasn't about nobody doing nothing, no matchup. It wasn't nothing. It was just win. Do whatever you got to do to win. And we ain't do it. Offensively, we got to find a way to score points because I think anytime you hold somebody to 17 points, I think mean, that's enough to, to win football games in this league. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. I miss baseball season and and not 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 the playoffs. The playoffs are on right now. I realize that's baseball season. I miss the baseball regular season. I miss being able to come home after work and have a, a game on between the Brewers and the Pirates or the Brewers and the Diamondbacks or the, the Brewers and the Marlins. And it starts at 6-10 or 7-10. And if the game stinks and it's a blowout and I am not enjoying it, I'll, I'll turn it off. I'll go do something else. There's another game tomorrow. I'll move on. I don't have to give my entire night and all my free time over to a, a dumb regular season baseball game. I miss it. I miss the Brewers. Because last night I get home, about 6.45, turn on the TV. Basically, the game's starting in just a little bit. I got time to warm up some noodles, you know, and assume the position on my couch. And last night's game felt like it took forever. All of a sudden, it's 10 p.m. I didn't enjoy the game. Not just because the Packers didn't win, but because it wasn't an enjoyable game. It wasn't pretty. Wasn't well executed. Wasn't well coached. There wasn't much redeeming about that game last night, except America's Booth was on the call. Or maybe you watched the Manning cast. A lot of people like the Manning cast, too. That was really the only redeeming factor last night. And if that was a Brewer game last night, and the Brewers were triggering me or upsetting me or I wasn't enjoying the game, I would just go outside, go for a walk, and I'd walk it off. Football, mm, don't have that choice. Don't have that option. You're going to stay dialed in. What a waste of a night last night. That sucked. That sucked. Now I got over it. I didn't allow it to ruin my day, but last night was kind of a bust. Game ended. I watched Matt LaFleur's press conference just to make sure he didn't embarrass himself as he's been liable to do after tough losses before. He acquitted himself quite nicely. I thought of the podium and I went to bed. And we're back. Now tonight I'm going to go home and miss Brewer's regular season because I'm, I'm starting to think that that's my favorite sport is just really dumb, not meaningful baseball games every night. That's 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 what sports is supposed to be. One game every day. They really don't mean that much. The season isn't ending anytime soon. I Don't you love that feeling in July? You just have a baseball game on every day, and you know it's going to be there for a while. You're not running out of games. You don't have to worry about the stupid playoffs. They aren't any fun for anybody. I digress. I do miss the Brewers, though. It was nice to hear from Matt Arnold today. The Brewers streamed their press conference. That Game ball to start the show. The Brewers streamed their press conference today, which I feel like in the past they have not done. So I'll give kudos to the Brewers. It was nice and accessible. I listened to Matt Arnold in one ear and Bill Michaels in, in the other. That was my afternoon earlier today. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Hope you had a solid day. And you know what, Packers fans? I hope that you woke up this morning and you had shucks. Packers lost last night, but I'm not going to let it ruin my day.
You never let a loss ruin your day, except NFC Championship games. Those can ruin your entire month, and and they they do ruin our entire month. But nah. regular season game in a year like this, don't let it bring you down. Don't let it affect real life. It was frustrating last night, but I hope you managed to have a decent day at work or whatever you were up to. Probably take a lot of calls tonight. Everyone's going to have an opinion on this loss as we go into the bye week. I'm going to try to limit calls like three-ish minutes. Get in, deliver your points, have a little banter, get out. Just because I want to make sure that as many folks who want to speak about this, the Packers loss and the state of the Packers, I want to make sure as many people have a chance to get in as possible. So let's keep that in mind. The number, if you don't have it saved in your phone, and you should have it saved in your phone, 608-321-1670. I am on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. If you would like to drop me a note or send me a DM, that's a really easy way to, to make a contribution to the show as well. No guests tonight. We appreciate Peter Bukowski. Last night really helped to set up last night's game, but not tonight. I, I don't even think we're going to hear from Mike Clemens. I think he's traveling today. He told me earlier, oh, I'll shoot you a text later. I'm like, Mike, you're you're flying. You have a non-direct flight. You're bouncing all over the country. Just, we'll, we'll talk to you later in the week. We got two weeks off. Plenty of time to talk. The Packers talk ain't going anywhere, Mike. You just take a load off and travel back from Las Vegas. Uh, So I don't think we're going to hear from Mike. If he calls in, I'm almost going to be angry at him because he's got so much going on and he's been so busy. Mike, just take the night. So plenty of time for you and me to go back and forth tonight. I certainly have my fair share of things to say, my fair share of points that I want to make. On yesterday's show, I thought collectively all of us did a really good job setting the stage for last night we established the stakes i thought we communicated clearly and agreed what last night's game meant and what was on the line the raiders are not good they are not well coached the packers have had 11 days off the crowd in vegas at what is it allegiant stadium will be a de facto home crowd reports from tony in texas and kevin harlan friend of the network were saying 60 40 70 30 even in some sections packers fans Four or five different reasons why the Packers really had no excuse to show up and poop their pants last night. Raiders stink. Their coach isn't any good. They've had 11 days off. The crowd should be on their side. To lose last night was one thing, right? This is a young team. It wouldn't have been a disaster last night to lose 28-27, 31-30. Comes down to who has the ball last. Jordan Love and Jimmy Garoppolo slinging passes, trading blows, big scores, big drives, explosive plays, right? That wouldn't have been the end of the world. But we said yesterday, if the Packers come out frazzled, if they struggle early, like we've seen last couple of weeks, the first three quarters against the Saints, the final quarter against the Falcons, the entire game against the Lions, if they struggled early last night, came out frazzled, got punched in the mouth, if we saw more last night of what we've seen, nightmare situation. And well, (laughs) the Packers did struggle early. That was... More of what we've been seeing. Welcome to hell. This is this is hell today. This is what I was trying to tell you yesterday. Oh, great. This is not a must win. What a, what a stupid take. The season's not season's far from over, even if they lose tonight. Okay. Well, it's open season on Matt LaFleur today. It's open season on Joe Barry, although that's not new. And open season on Jordan Love. Give, give Sean Clifford a try. I'm out on Jordan Love. He's not the guy. Uh, Matt LaFleur, a terrible coach. Uh, Joe Barry. Booger eater. It's open season on the whole franchise, on the whole front office, on the whole coaching staff, and on every single player. That's why I said last night's game was a must win. I know that I'm mostly an idiot, but you guys, I'm usually right about some of these things. Just trust me a little bit every once in a while. This is exactly what I said would happen if the Packers sucked last night and they sucked. So welcome. <laughs> welcome. 
<laughs> to my nightmare. Jordan Love was poor last night. Uh, I don't even have his final line in front of me. I know that he had three interceptions. What did he even finish? I also, if you've listened to the show for any period of time, I just don't really have a great brain for stats. He finished 16 for 30, 182 yards, no touchdowns, three interceptions. Jordan Love was poor. Joe Barry's defense was was fine. They got the job done. I think that's mostly because the Raiders and Jimmy G are, are bad, um, but we don't need to debate that. Jordan Love was poor. Joe Barry's defense was fine. Um, and we'll talk about Jordan Love and Joe Barry, no doubt. We have a full two hours here. But to me, last night was about Matt LaFleur, and that's where I want to start. Because I think Matt LaFleur is good. I'm not someone who's had an axe to grind with Matt LaFleur for a while, and now I'm I'm jumping at this opportunity to, to really puff my chest out and say, oh, I've never liked Matt LaFleur. I, I think he stinks. I've always thought that he stinks. I've been telling you for years that he stinks. I've never liked him. Uh, dumb eyebrows. He wears a vest, and he kicked that field goal against the Buccaneers one time in the NFC Championship game. I like Matt LaFleur. I talk regularly about I think he's good at this. And I think he makes good decisions, and I think his scheme is really sound and creative, and I think he connects with his players, and I think he's good at this, that, the other thing. Like, I like Matt LaFleur. I think he's a good coach. I don't think Joe Barry is good. I don't know what Jordan Love is yet. I can't, I, I can't give you a judgment on Jordan Love. I can give you a judgment on Joe Barry. I, I, I thought Matt LaFleur was good. I think that's my judgment on Matt LaFleur. But last night was one of the most poorly coached games I've seen in so long. It was awful. It was Matt LaFleur and Josh McDaniels trading boneheaded decisions back and forth, running poor scheme, in my opinion, back and forth, not playing through their best players back and forth, not looking to capitalize uh, and take advantage of what the opposing defenses do poorly back and forth. I mean, it's back and forth and back and forth. It's like watching Dumb and Dumber. That's what Ebo said this morning. They look like dumb and dumber. Josh McDaniels with his stupid visor. Matt LaFleur with his sad face when the offense isn't working well. It was one of the most poorly coached games I've seen in a long time. And I like Matt LaFleur. I think he's a good coach. But I'm not sure that I agreed with one thing that Matt LaFleur did last night. From the very beginning of the game all the way to the finish. I was sitting in my recliner just giving myself a headache. It's like, what are you doing? doing the, the, the scheme the decision the the fourth down decision making the punting i hate everything every single thing that happened last night i would have done it differently like stanley in the office everything you do i would do the opposite way or whatever the line is should have known on that first drive of the game when matt lafleur called for a punt on fourth and two they're on vegas is 47 the crowd at their back coming off an 11 days rest christian watson is healthy elton jenkins is back here we go it's time to get a nice packers win and celebrate in sin city going to the bye on a high note and you punted the ball on fourth and two on the vegas 47 lame cowardly loser mentality set an awful tone for the rest of the game and matt lafleur is better than that I talk all the time about Matt LaFleur's fourth down decision-making. I think he goes for it when he should go for it. I think he kicks field goals when he should kick field goals. I think he avoids punting most of the time, which I think is smart. I don't know where that came from. That was an imposter. That was not the Matt LaFleur that I know and love. That's not the coach that I support. That's not the, the coach who I feel is very good. I, I don't know what that was. I don't know what that decision was. Fourth and two, you got the crowd at your back. You're coming off an 11-day rest against a bad team. Going into your bye. You want to go into your bye on a high note. And you punt the ball away on fourth and two. I hated it. I hated the game plan. Run, run, pass, 
run, run, pass. It was like Paul Christ's offense at its very worst. Very unimaginative. Uh, if you need four yards, you're trying to barely get five. It, it was painful. It was slow. The Raiders can't cover. The Raiders are not a good defense. They don't have good personnel. The back end is not strong. Let Jordan Love throw the ball. <laughs> Let him throw the ball. I hated the scheme. I hated the game plan. I, I, I hated the way that they attacked or, or I guess didn't attack the Raiders defense. They played behind the line of scrimmage with screen passes. They're not a good screen team. A.J. Dillon is not a good screen running back. It made no sense. All of these behind the line of scrimmage things. The Raiders can't cover. Go. Go attack them where they're weak. I hated that. I hated the timeout with 47 seconds left in the second quarter. It made no sense. I am not opposed to trying to be aggressive to get the ball back, but nothing we had seen up until that point in the second quarter would lead us to believe that the Packers were going to go on a drive. No, nothing we'd seen up until that point led me to believe that Malafleur wanted to go to, pack, uh, to go on a drive. But why are you taking that time out? It should have cost the Packers three points. Luckily, Daniel Carlson had an awkward night, and Yash Neidman had a really nice blocked kick, and, and special teams came through. I hated the fourth down call early on, or, or I guess the lack of a fourth down call because he chose to punt. I hated the game plan. I hated the timeout late in the second quarter. I think Matt LaFleur has good scheme. I think he makes good decisions. Last night, he did neither. I hated everything he did. Friend of show, Bart Winkler tweeted this last night, and I'm glad that he did because I didn't want to have to go back and do, <laughs> and do the research. With 7.15 remaining in the third quarter, this is the target breakdown. For Green Bay wide receivers, Josiah DeGuara was leading the team with one target, 19 yards. Luke Musgrave, three targets, 13 yards. Ben Sims, one target, 12 yards. Jaden Reed, two targets, seven yards. Christian Watson, one target. Patrick Taylor, three targets. No Romeo Dobbs. No heavy involvement for Christian Watson. Ben Sims with more receiving yards than Jaden Reed. It just didn't make sense. None of it made sense. It was all this fadoodling behind the line of scrimmage. And and honey stepping around in the backfield and playing slap and tickle, trying to run screen passes. What about this team? And what about this personnel with a young, inexperienced, sloppy offensive line and, and a dynamic or not dynamic, slow running back in AJ Dillon? What about that combination screams screenplay? Another screenplay. What where 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 did that come from, Matt LaFleur? Why did you think that was a good idea? The Raiders can't cover. And I understand that Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson and Jaden Reed, these guys are young, but they were young week one in Chicago. And Matt LaFleur didn't seem to have a problem letting Jordan Love stand back there and fire and deliver. And the same was true in Atlanta, in New Orleans. We saw him take these same wide receivers against a much better defense, drive the ball down the field. If I was a Packers beat writer, and I mean this genuinely, I, I do I sound like Jiminy Glick, and I don't mean this negatively. I mean this genuinely. I often do this. Well, if I was a beat writer, no, seriously. If I was a Packers beat writer last night, I would have gone into that post-game press conference and I would have raised my hand or, or however they do it. I don't know. And my question to Matt LaFleur would have been, did something happen with Jordan Love over the last 11 days? Is there an injury? Did you see something on film that has led you to trust Jordan Love less than you have the last couple of weeks? Because the game plan in the first half screamed, I don't trust my quarterback. My quarterback is injured. We're going against an elite defense. None of those things were true. So we think, I don't think Jordan Love has an injury. Did something happen with Jordan Love where Matt LaFleur is like, actually, I'm out on this guy. I don't want to let him play. What, what is it? That's the type of game plan that Paul Christ and the Badgers in the lean years would have ran against Ohio State 
or, or Michigan or a team that's bearing down on you constantly. You can't push the ball down the field. You don't have the quarterback. You don't have the personnel. So you do these screen passes and, and these 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 end arounds and all these things that are that are simpler to execute. I, that made no sense. I would have asked Matt LaFleur, did something happen with Jordan? Because for the first couple of weeks, you really let him throw the ball around and he took his lumps, but he also made some really nice plays. Did something happen the last 11 days that that leads you to trust him less? Because that game plan last night against that defense screams, I don't trust my quarterback. Now, big picture, before we take our break and we'll start taking some calls, wins and losses this year aren't paramount. This is not me overreacting. This is always going to be an up and down year. This is a rebuilding year, right? We're not going 13 and three. Probably not making the playoffs as it stands right now. It's fine. We expected this. We understood this, right? Expectations were dropping. This team was resetting. This is going to be a different type of year. I, I'm not. I'm not freaking out because the Packers lost a game. I am a little frustrated. I'm, I'm a little disappointed because the Packers, I, I think, are better than this Raiders team. And Matt Lafleur had a million different chances to coach this team into a position to win because Josh McDaniels seemed intent on giving this game away because Josh McDaniels is not a good coach. And when you go up against a coach that does dumb things on fourth down and kicks field goals when he should go for it and punts the ball when he should go for it, you get opportunities to steal three points, to steal an extra possession. And those extra chances, we saw it all throughout the night last night, the Packers couldn't do anything with it. I am not upset that the Packers lost a game. They're going to lose more games this year than we're used to them losing. But I want to see Matt LaFleur grow as a coach. I want to see Jordan Love grow as a quarterback. I want to see these weapons grow together and grow within this offense. And the game plan and the approach last night did not give this team an opportunity to grow. Matt LaFleur kept handcuffs on everybody until the fourth quarter when all of a sudden the Packers were backed into a corner and playing at a disadvantage. And now it's more difficult for Jordan Love to make some of those throws. And it's more difficult for these wide receivers to get open because the Raiders know that the Packers have to pass. It's just really, really frustrating. It was a missed opportunity last night, and it was everything that I did not want to see, and now we have to react in ways that I did not want to react, which we talked about for two hours last night. Let's take a three-minute break. We'll come back. 608-321-1670. Wisco Sports Show returns after this. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. sports show i'm watching the twins game right now alds i like watching other fan bases go through it the way brewers fans have gone through it like watching ben kenny meltdown on twitter Uh, a couple of my best buddies from high school are twins fans so i'm just watching the group chat out of the corner (laughs) corner of my eye twins are down four to nothing to the astros packers lost last night and they lost in the exact fashion that we talked about yesterday I i thought we nailed it on yesterday's show and so many callers Nailed it. And I thought Pete Bukowski, though some of you may have mixed feelings about Pete because of the things that he tweets, I think he's an awesome guest. I like talking to him, and I thought Pete was spot on as well. This Raiders team was ripe for the picking. They were weak in the spots where you'd want the opposition to be weak. The Packers' crowd was at their back. They were coming off an 11-day stretch where they didn't have to play any games after Thursday night football against the Lions. And the Packers looked awful. And last night's game opens the door now for us to judge Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love and Joe Barry. Now, I start with Matt LaFleur last night. I'm sure we'll talk about Jordan Love, and maybe we'll talk about Joe Barry and and other members of this team. I started with Matt LaFleur. That does not mean Jordan Love does not hold any blame, because I saw a lot of people on Twitter today saying, oh, Packers fans going through it, blaming a coach. You can tell they're not used to having a a bad quarterback. 
Jordan Love might not be the guy. I, I don't know how I feel about Jordan Love yet. I want to see some more games. I, I think the league is starting to figure out maybe a thing or two, how to push his buttons, how to make him uncomfortable. Now Jordan Love's got to react. He's got to adjust to the adjustment, right? I, I want to see the full progression of this year. I'm, I'm really not going to draw a definitive conclusion about Jordan Love, but he was not good last night. I'm not blaming Matt LaFleur for Jordan Love looking poor, but I did really hate the game plan, and I hated some of the decision-making. I really hated everything Matt LaFleur did last night. I would have done it all differently, which, of course, is easy to say in hindsight, but if you follow me on Twitter, I... I was saying it during the game, too. I was maybe being a little whiny on Twitter last night at Wisco Grant. 608-321-1670. Cone Roller is here. Hopefully going to get a lot of calls today. Cone will get us started. What's going on, Cone? Welcome. No excuse losing that game. You're coming off 11-day rest. You're going to visit the Las Vegas Raiders, which is basically a home game. The Raiders suck. You said it all. It's it's just mind-boggling that they somehow managed to lose this game. Um, and I agree with you. I think LaFleur is definitely the top of the blame chart, but very, very close to is uh, Jordan Love. I thought that that was the worst. These are the worst two weeks we've seen him play. Um, you know, you want to see this team building to something like, you know, a build back better plan. And that's just not happening yeah. right now. Yep. 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 At, I, at BBB build back better. I, I completely agree. Jordan loves interceptions. He had three. The first one was bad. I think that's the worst throw that Jordan Love has made all year. That was the first throw that he made where I'm like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. You know what I mean? Like, like really big red flag type of throw. The next two, you know, I, I he probably thought that Christian Watson was going to be a little bit better positioned, uh, but that is partly on Jordan Love. That's partly on Christian Watson. I'm not excusing blame. And then that, that interception in the end zone at the end of the game, Christian Watson was open, Jordan Love just took too long to get the ball there. I'm not excusing that interception either. If you're going to throw a pick to end the game, I guess, in that spot, I'd like for it to happen in the end zone. Uh, The first pick, though, by far, Cone, that was the worst. And that was really the worst throw I think we've seen from Jordan Love all season so far. Yeah, that was a throw where you just kind of like, you know, open your mouth and scream what the, you know, fill in the blank. Yeah. And yeah, first we've seen that from him all season. Which is a little concerning because, you know, you, you thought he was reading defense as well. He was kind of, you know, confident in the pocket. And just for, to let that one go, it's like, oof, what were you seeing? And I think that's the same thing with that second pick. Is I, I just don't know if he's reading coverage at, at a high enough level yet or if he's just kind of picking a man and throwing to him. You know, you see that with a lot of young quarterbacks. Um, I guess I'll have to watch the All-22 to, to really get Correct. to the bottom. Is the All-22 out yet? Do you know? Yeah, I just got it sent to my inbox this morning. Okay, so good, good. For work, I'll take a look at it and maybe do a little breakdown. We'll see. I'll get or, to that uh, when Kirk, I get home, yeah. Kirk, Kirk Benkirk can do a pretty good breakdown of it, I'm, too, uh, I'm sure, too. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure Kirk I'm Sure, Kirk will be all over it. I did watch one little breakdown, uh, Ben Solak with the ringer, who I really like, um, kind of breaking down that last play. I, I think the Raiders do deserve some credit. Matt LaFleur said it. Um, in as many words after the game, like the Raiders did a good job disguising coverage, showing Jordan Love one thing and then transforming into a different thing after the snap. But that's life in the NFL cone. That's what a quarterback needs to learn to decipher and to parse through. And Jordan Love obviously isn't there yet. Yeah, and kind of like where where do you stand on like this whole organization? Do you think like I see a lot of people saying we need to gut it, we need to clear yeah. house, no. get a new coach for Jordan Love? I think that's very very excessive. Um, I think they can still be a successful unit. I, I'm describing a unit as, you know, you obviously have the big unit, but the unit of Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love, 
I think they're kind of linked together no matter what. You know, Green Bay traded up to get his guy. We saw LaFleur on draft night. He was smiling. It's his guy. So I, I think they're kind of in this together through the end. Well, certainly through the end of this year, I think mean, Packers fans got to get any idea out of their head that, that Jordan Love needs another coach. The, the worst thing that, that the Packers could do oh, for Jordan Love 100%. is to replace all of his coaches. That's that's absurd. Now, maybe we get to the end of the season and and there's a world in which the, the, the Gutekinst and, and co, they really like Love, but they feel like the coaching staff isn't it. I, I don't know. A lot can happen between now and the end of the year. But But all this talk about gutting it. Well, look, I hated what Matt LaFleur did last night, but I think Matt LaFleur is a very good coach, which I think is why last night is so disappointing to me. Um, I'm interested to see how he navigates the bye and a winnable game against the Broncos and then some tougher divisional games like the Vikings down the stretch. I I think the next month is going to tell us a lot, and we still have a lot to learn about this team. It's so early. It's October 10th, Cone. Absolutely. I think, you know, you don't check the standings before what? Memorial Day? Halloween. Well, oh, yeah. M- Memorial Day. Should we not check the NFL standings before Halloween? Do we do we need a do we need a timetable uh, on that? I think you don't evaluate a young quarterback until Thanksgiving. OK. All right. All right. So we don't check the standings before Memorial Day. We don't evaluate. Now, I'm going to speak that as gospel and I'm going to use that as gospel now on this show. That's our standard. We don't evaluate a young quarterback until Thanksgiving. Amen. It's but you can still evaluate a game by game performance. And last night, Jordan Love sucked, frankly. Not great. Cone, I appreciate you. I'm going to get to a couple other callers. It was nice to hear from you. Yeah, thanks, Grant. Have a great one. And, you know, smile, smile, Green Bay. World will smile back. Thank you. Thank you, Cone. 608 321 1670. Denny is in Holman. Let's talk to Denny. What's going on today, Denny? How are you? Little depression in Holman today, my friend. Little Little depressed, huh? Well, I tell you, you know, today I listened. I, we didn't think we could have a bad game like we did against the Lions two times in a row. But, like, the, the media today was saying it was a stinker of a game. Uh, people were forced to watch it. There was nothing else on they couldn't watch, you know. And as far as with Jordan, you know, when he was in college, there was three things that people said about him. One, he missed the open guy. Two, he couldn't throw the long ball accurately, mm-hmm. you know. And three, he couldn't see defenses. And I just, I saw a lot of that last night. I think Joe Barry's scheme, I mean, 17 points, you should be able to win a game if you hold a defense to 17, you know, the offense to 17 totally. points. Yeah. And, and, you know, last night, Reminded me so much of the earlier years where the Packers would come out and they'd look like, you know, bad with, with even with A-Rod, you know. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the second half, they'd get it together, you know, and snap out of whatever it was, you know, and and play better ball. And it's just like after the game and his presser, he didn't have anything, any, you know, he didn't have any comments on – why they played the way they did, which to me is on the coach, you know, it was also brought to the attention that LeFleur doesn't really know how to pick a lot of, you know, um, assistant coaches and stuff like that. Um, And I, one thing is, you know, we got another year yet with, Mm -hmm. uh, with the current um, regime there. And then at 70, He's got to retire. Oh, Mark Murphy. You know? Yeah. Yep. Right. Mark yep. Murphy. And and uh, who knows if they get a new whole new thing in there. 
Gudikis might go, and they, you know, you might have a whole new different team by then. You know, I don't know. I don't know how that works with the chairman of the board or, or whatever Mark Murphy's technical role is. I think president of, of something or other. Um, I, I don't know. Is it like the president wants to get their guy in there? I think it's pretty fluid, and I think the guy working under um, who is it? Ed po- Ed Policy. I can't remember right. who it is. Working Usually under, he's probably happens, just as close with Gudikins as Mark Murphy is. You know, right. Usually what happens is, though, the new GM brings his own coach, brings his everything, you know. Yep, totally. But Mark Murphy, remember, Mark Murphy and Brian Gudikins hired Matt LaFleur as a team because that new power structure a couple of years ago, Brian Gudikins did not hire Matt LaFleur of his own volition. He worked with Mark Murphy, who made the ultimate call because they restructured that. Everyone reports to Mark Murphy now. Right. And, you know, the thing is, with Jordan, I mean, he could be the demise of Gudicus. You know, I mean, seriously. Sure. Because I, yeah, if he, if he doesn't, if he doesn't play, and Bill had some really good points today too. You know, saying I wanted to give the kid a chance. I wanted to see. He said I don't see him having that quick, quick reaction like you need. You know, for a quarterback, and it's just like, who knows? You know, um, but it was just very, very disheartening to. To see the offense come out, to me, as flat as they did, you know. Yeah. Well, and we've seen that a couple times in the last few weeks. And, Denny, I I appreciate you, and I always love talking about power dynamics in Green Bay and power restructuring and who reports to who and who hired who and mandatory retirement age. That part, the politics of the Packers is is always an interesting thing to discuss. I I think Packers fans need to cool our jets a little bit. I, I don't think any... I don't think any any office is getting gutted. I don't think any any regime is getting cleared out. I, I think Malafleur and Gutekinds are going to be here a little while, and they should be. Can you imagine Jordan Love five weeks into being a starter, the Packers decide to fire his coach and and flip everything on him? No, that's that's not going to happen. I, I don't know about the years to come and and what happens when Mark Murphy is is replaced. I think it's Ed Policy. I'm an owner. I should really be in the loop on this, but I'm a hands off owner. I let my football department run itself, and they've done a pretty good job of that for you know, the better part of 30 years now. So as an owner, I, I don't like to meddle. Um, I, I think you are right, Denny. It was disheartening because the offense didn't show up. It wouldn't be the end of the world if the Packers lost last night's game, but looked like they figured some things out. And it's like, all right, the Lions game was ugly, but they regrouped. They had a little bit of a self-scout. They watched some tape and they said, we got to get back to doing this, that, and the other thing involving Dobbs and Watson and use AJ Dillon this way. And they seem to be regressing. Seems to be getting worse the Lions have a nasty defense. That's a physical front. They play with attitude. You can't say that about the Raiders. They're like the Raiders or the 49ers are the Raiders, and Josh McDaniels is a boob. 608-321-1670. One more call, and then we're going to take a break. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hey, uh, this is uh, Tom in Lacrosse. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Tom, despite the loss. How are you today? Uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm calling only really just – I don't call much. I listen a lot. but uh, Appreciate that. I'm calling kind of to just vent and, and talk myself off the ledge, but I'm with you. Um, I'm not giving up on love. Uh, it's five games into his, you know, taking the helm of the team. Um, I want to see a season and see how he does. Does he improve a little bit in areas and can they build on something next year? I'm not giving up on Lafleur either. I like Lafleur. I do too. Um, I think he did enough with, uh, Rogers to sort of in a way, turn Rogers around, um, into a two time MVP. Um, so I'm I'm not giving up on the floor either, but I think this team really misses Aaron Jones. And if he's healthy at the end of the year, 
and they're thinking about whether or not they want to keep him next year, they better think long and hard about how they're going to replace that production because they it's obvious to me they really miss him in that offense. I'm going to let you get back to the show, and I'll listen. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate that. And Aaron Jones did not play last night. That's an interesting point. I think it's a good point. Um, and, and Tom, you started to say, well, if he's healthy at the end of the year and in, in my head, as I'm thinking about what I'm going to respond to you, Tom, I thought, well, you know, it's not like they're going on a Super Bowl run here. You know, what do you mean at the end of the year? But I think of the Detroit Lions last year, the Detroit Lions started the season losing to Philly. Then they beat the commanders and then they lost one, two, three, four, five games in a row to Minnesota, Seattle, New England, Dallas, and Miami. And then they beat the Packers, the Bears. The Giants, they lost to the Bills, close game, close loss. Beat Jacksonville, smoked Jacksonville. Beat Minnesota, beat the Jets, lost to the Panthers, but then beat the Bears and beat the Packers to close the season. They figured it out in week nine. They started to piece it together. And while they didn't make the playoffs and they didn't go on a run, I think everyone in that organization and on that team looked around and said, okay, we, we got it, right? Now I understand Ben Johnson's offense. And Jared Goff is like, I understand where I fit and what I need to do. And if the Packers could do something like that this year, where I'm not talking about going on a Super Bowl run. No, I'm, I'm not talking about that. But in week eight or nine, you could maybe see some things start to fall into place. And you can see Jordan Love and Matt LaFleur on a week-to-week basis, game planning and executing, starting to figure out the process of working together and executing and, and playing good offense and consistent offense every week. And Aaron Jones, obviously, you want him healthy for the stretch run, but the stretch run for the Packers this year isn't probably playing late into January, but rather coalescing and everyone maybe starting to figure it out and, and play their best ball at the right time. So, Tom, that's what we have to hope for. That's what we have to cross our fingers for. And Aaron Jones being healthy weeks down the road, not just last night. That's a big part of that. Two people on hold. I'm going to check in with you over this break. we got to take a five-minute pause. We'll come back. I want to keep the calls going. A lot of reaction to last night's game. It's the Wisco Sports Show. We'll be right back. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, appreciate you listening. A lot of caller reaction on a night like tonight, day following a Packers loss. My takeaway is Matt Floor. I hated basically everything he did last night. Uh, and Jordan Love didn't play well. Like, Matt LeFleur wasn't the only issue. But Jordan Love has been a starter now full-time for five games. This is Matt LeFleur's fifth year as a head coach. I, I just expected a better game plan, a game plan more appropriate for the Raiders, who are not good. They can't cover. A- and yet Matt LeFleur ran some sort of game plan last night that would make me think, oh, he doesn't trust his quarterback. He doesn't trust Jordan Love, and maybe he doesn't, but that's a sea change from what we saw the last four games when he was very comfortable to let Jordan Love sit back and sling it and let Dontavian Wicks and Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson go out and make plays, right? And Jaden Reed last night, it's like, oh, tight ends and screens. That's all it was, which was very bizarre. Matt LaFleur called last night's game like Jordan Love was injured or he didn't trust Jordan Love, or Jordan Love's playing against an elite defense, and to the best of my knowledge, none of those things are true. It's very bizarre. Another slow start. They were shut out in the first half against New Orleans. They had three points at halftime against the Lions, and then what did they have, three points last night in the first half? My brain doesn't remember these things. Yeah, three points at halftime. 
I mean, they're getting off to such slow starts, which is a change from, I, I remember 2019 when Matt LaFleur first got here, the scripted plays would be awesome. They jump out to a 14 nothing lead, a 21 to three lead. And then the offense would shut off completely. And, and now it's the opposite. Now it starts slow and, and doesn't get going to later. If it gets going at all, it didn't really ever get going last night. The way that I saw it, Tim is in Sparta. He's been waiting so patiently and Tim, I appreciate that. Welcome to the show. No problem. Grant. First thing, you should have the two hours that I have to listen to Jim Rome for. Um, second thing is, Brewers need to find somebody that can hit the ball, end up with an average of like 265. Wouldn't that be a godsend? Maybe maybe hit a couple homers. I don't know, a first baseman or a third baseman that could slug a little bit. Not asking for too much. Not, not, not too much. I mean, there's got to be somebody out there that can hit 265 and 20, don't you think? Well, Jesse Winker um, might bounce back next year. Maybe he's an option. Oh, God, I'm going to throw up now. Okay. <laughs> um, and then moving along to last night, you brought up a couple of points which were absolutely right on the money. Um, the first one being that the people that are giving Joe Barry a pass are not looking at that game because Josh McDaniels, as a head coach, he might be the best offensive coordinator in the league. But as a head coach, he sucks. It's like Wade Phillips. As a defensive coordinator, he was almost unbeatable. Tremendous guy. But as a head coach, he sucks. So last night, the the game should have been put away by uh, Las Vegas. I hate to say that. And then the second thing is, is that you know, you look at that, and it wasn't so much that they lost. Mm-hmm. Because they expected losses this year. Of course. But it was how they lost. I mean, you you look at that, and you go, I could have come up with a better game plan than that. Dylan was running the ball effectively, and then you start throwing these little dinky, dunky passes. What is that doing for us? Yeah, and you're expecting Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrave, who are rookies, to throw blocks and to execute cleanly and for some of these young offensive linemen to get out in space with the correct timing. You're just asking things of players that you, you shouldn't ask them to do, especially against this defense. Don't complicate it. Don't make it difficult. Just throw the ball normally. This team can't cover, Tim. No, and, and you're, you're going against a team that, for defense, has one guy that can get to the quarterback. One. Yep. And, and you have quarterbacks that are uh, middle level at best, and you're not throwing the ball down the field, so all they have to do is, you know, sit on the short routes. And then you're not sending your tight ends past the line of scrimmage to catch a ball. Yeah. I, 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 you know, you can blame whoever you want as far as the offensive line is concerned. But if your head coach believes that, Royce, I haven't seen a defensive lineman I can block. Newman, to, to, to block somebody, you're looking at the wrong tape. Yeah. You're not grinding the all-22 like we do on this show. You know, we, we want a comprehensive understanding of, of what's going on out there. Look, Tim, to, to wrap up with you, and then i got to move along. i got to get one more call in here before break. To, to wrap it up, we should have walked away, win or lose, from last night's game thinking the Packers have the better coach. They were more prepared. They were better rested. They were better organized. They had the better game plan. They are trending in the right direction. I wanted to think all of those things, win or lose. I think none of those things 
and the Packers lost. And that means last night was an abject failure. It absolutely was against the team that they should have dominated. There's no excuse for it outside of the, the head coach. Um, and I've said this on Bill's show, you've got to question whether he's an offensive coordinator or a head coach. Yeah. Because he can't wear both hats, seemingly. So, Appreciate have a great night, Tim. Grant. And once again, Jim Rome sucks. Thank you, Thank you, Tim. Appreciate it. Nice to hear from you. Let's take one more call, and then i got to take a break. 608-321-1670. Wisco Sports Show, who's this? Hey, it's Mike and Madison. What's Mike and on, Madison, where the hell have you been? You've been busy? You've been uh, working late? Well, what's, what's, what, what gives? Yeah, well, you know, a little busy. And uh, uh, I got a new pup. I got a new puppy at the house. So oh, yeah, you're yeah, busy. A lot, a lot going on. And, uh, you know, just maybe drowning in sorrows a little bit. You know, sometimes when things like this happen, I just got to, like, bite my tongue and just, you know, kind of go into the into the tunnel for a little bit and just think about some stuff. Um, but man, this team, I, the coaching, like we're, I, I know your last caller hit on, hit it on the head quite a bit. Um, but I, I'm not blaming Jordan Love. I'm not even blaming the second year receivers that can't catch the ball, um, or that don't maybe give as much of an effort to go up and get a jump ball when you're six, four, um, things like that. I'm not even actually blaming them i'm more so blaming coaching on this one this is just this is this is the most heart kind of wrenching loss i've i have felt (laughs) like it was very frustrating it was very painful to watch that last night it was extremely painful to watch that i mean from everything from preston smith lining up against Devontae adams to all of these other things that could have been prevented i mean Devontae adams had one catch until that drive and then it's like they forgot about him. And then um, even on the touchdown, I want to say it was Rasul Douglas that was in the safety spot, and he was like 15 yards back uh, playing in the end zone, and Garoppolo just throws a quick slant. um, Or sorry, I think it was just a little seam down the middle, Mm -hmm. and he was playing 15 yards off of him. So by the time he hit him, he was already crossing the end zone. I mean, what what are you doing? What, what is what is that actual play call? Why did you, is, did why you notice, by the way, Jordan Love comes back after that touchdown, throws a pick. Uh, Joe Barry's defense looked a little bit different on, on the next series, looked a lot different. They went only one high safety, everyone up on the line, and they forced a field goal. Right, and so when you what I don't understand is when you see a scheme like that works, why isn't it why isn't it repeated? Why why is what's with all the trickery? It's like the fourth and two, um, a, a couple of times this year running like a jet sweep or running something stupid. What are you doing, Matt LaFleur? What are you doing? You know, and it just, it, it, it comes to show that he's in a little over his head. You think and so? I, I do. I really do. I think that he's been a little masked by, you know, the 13 win seasons with a wonderful Hall of Fame quarterback that is gone now and that's okay. Everyone moved on, but I think that, you know, and I think that everyone just needs to have a little bit more patience and relax, yeah. but coaching decisions need to be better, and that's, that, that is proven 100% at this All point. Right. I got to run. I think you made some great points. I'm going to address those. We'll talk more about it, especially in the second half of the show. Mike, appreciate you. Good luck with the puppy. Yeah, thanks, man. Have a good one. Yeah, you as well. Mike in Madison, Med City, Mike. Let's take a three-minute break. I wrap up hour number one of the Wisco Sports Show coming up next. 
This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. Appreciate you listening. Packers lose last night, and they lost in a way that just can't fly. Can't happen. Um, This season, I thought Mike and Madison, Tim and Sparta, both pointed this out. I thought they did a great job considering this and some of the comments that they made. We expected this to be a year where the Packers take a step back. And I think we're all prepared for that. I think we're all okay with that. Maybe we get a little frustrated during last night's game because we're watching our team, and it's the heat of battle. It's the NFL you only have one game a week, so every every game feels so massive. But in the big picture, you know, the Packers are what, two and three now? When I say numbers don't stick in my head, they really don't. Yeah, the Packers are two and three. Played a really good Lions team. They beat a divisional rival on the road in week one. They've done some nice things. The problem is it looks like they're going the wrong way. Every week, their offense has gotten a little less impressive. Now, defenses and defensive coordinators in what is a very schematic league, Certainly, maybe finding some chinks in Matt LaFleur's armor and making adjustments. But now the Packers have to make adjustments back, right? I I thought the Packers would have a little bit better game plan after 11 days off following Thursday Night Football. A more specific game plan to this Raiders team and this Raiders defense, especially. It's not very good, especially the secondary. They can't cover. And yet the Packers ran an offense that was behind the line of scrimmage. It was all lateral back and forth with sweeps and screens and out routes in the flats. And I'm like, I thought we trusted Jordan Love. I thought we were going to let Dontavian Wicks and Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs play through some of these growing pains. And they had been playing through like, there've been some really, really, really productive, really exciting things between Jordan Love and his young weapons. And Matt LaFleur kind of took the ball out of his hands in the first half. And I understand, well, in the second half, how'd it go? Yeah, but we can't play scared. We can't coach scared. We can't protect Jordan Love. Right, He needs to learn and grow, as does Matt LaFleur. This is the year for that. Let him play. Matt LaFleur didn't let him play in the first half. Let's get a two-minute update from Zach Heilprin. Second hour of the Wisco Sports Show coming up next. It's not, it, was, it wasn't about that, though. You know what I'm saying? We wanted to go home and a bye with a win. Now Matt about to talk our damn head off tomorrow. As soon as we wake up, because we get back in the morning, he about to talk our head off because we lost. So we came here to win. That was really the only that's really the only goal. It wasn't about Tay doing nothing. It wasn't about nobody doing nothing, no matchup, it wasn't nothing. It was just win. Do whatever you gotta do to win. And we ain't do it. Offensively we gotta find a way to score points because I think anytime you hold somebody to seventeen points, I think that's enough to, to win football games in this league. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. I'm trying not to overreact tonight. Honestly, I, I'm, I'm frustrated with Matt LaFleur, frustrated with how that game was coached, with the scheme, with a lot of the, the decisions that were made. That was a very winnable game. In the grand scheme of things, in the big picture, it's not the end of the world. It's going to be a growing year, going to be ups and downs. We're in, in the, the, the downs portion 
Now, Andy Herman on Twitter, he's going to be on the Bill Michaels show later this week. He's going to talk with Bill on Friday. If you want to catch him, I think he's Friday at 11. Yeah, so Andy Herman, Pack-A-Day podcast later this week on the network. He had a nice tweet. It's like, yeah, we expected ups and downs, but there have been more downs than ups. This team, this offense is trending in the wrong direction, not in the right direction. If the Packers are going to lose games, but also improve and look like they're figuring it out slowly but surely, that's fine. What we can have is lose games and also look like they don't know what's going on. That's mm, that's a twofer that we can't have. That's a double-edged sword, and, and we're getting hit by both sides. I mean, the Lions last year, great example. The Lions lost, what, six of their first seven games, and then they turned it on. The light switch went off, and it's like, all right, now we get it. Now it clicks, and the wins start coming. If you have the correct process, and the coaches are putting together good game plans and making good decisions, and Jordan Love and these young players are slowly getting better, the wins will take care of themselves. The results will start to turn. You can't worry about the results. You can't obsess over the results. The result is not what bothers me last night. It's the process. It's the way in which the Packers played that game, and it's the way in which Matt LaFleur coached that game. That's what bothers me, not the fact that they lost. They're 2-3 and three in a year where they just traded away a Hall of Fame all-time great quarterback. We knew this was happening. I want the process to look better. Forget the result. It's the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Going to continue to take your reaction and your thoughts on the Packers and what happened last night in Las Vegas. 608-321-1670. Let's talk to Q. He is in Milwaukee. Q, what's going on today? Welcome. Grant, great breakdown so far. Doing my best. I, I am not angry, but I am very disappointed yeah. um, in this team. And I'm, I'm a little disappointed in myself because I had more hope after the, the first handful of games here. Um, but af- after last night's performance, you definitely have to start questioning Matt LaFour's abilities as a head coach and as a offensive coordinator. There's, there's cracks in the foundation. Um, he does have a chance to bounce back against the Broncos, like after this bye week next week. But if, if it's not, if it's a close game, I would consider that a failure against that team. Um, who everyone else seems to be able to blow out um, pretty easily. I just am frustrated because as I watched the second half last night, I saw Josh McDaniels do dumb thing after dumb thing after dumb thing. And I'm like, Matt and the Packers, Josh McDaniels is trying to give you this game. You have the crowd at your back. You've had 11 days off. This team is not good. They are begging you to take this game from them and you won't take it. So I guess I'm upset that they lost for that reason, but I'm more frustrated in that uh, the game plan didn't really seem to make much sense. And I, I, I just, I don't feel like they're trending in the right direction. I feel like they've regressed the last couple of weeks. That's what bothers me, Q. Yeah, and I mean, before this season started, I, I had said eight and nine would be a success for this team because we paid $50 million for a quarterback to get us that record last year. Sure. Whether he was hurt or not, like doing the same thing with, a younger team with a first year starting starter at quarterback, like that would be a success to me. Um, I, I guess I had more hope, um, but the we've got Broncos our next game. And then we've got the Vikings after that without Justin Jefferson. I, I think to keep the season going, you almost need to go two and oh in the next two games. Um if we drop either of those, the schedule only gets harder in the second half. And to me, I would start tanking. Um, and if we lose to the Broncos, you have to consider 
letting LaFleur go. Like, I, 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 I agree with you. Like, for, con, for consistency, it would not be good for Jordan Love. But um, if there's anyone that can run an offense on this team, I would like to see their decision-making. Because right now I can't tell if Jordan, Jordan Love is not a good quarterback or if he just has a poor play caller. It's going to take um, some time. I mean, even with a good play caller, even with a bad play caller, Jordan Love's going to take some time to develop. I, You guys, don't put all your eggs in the Broncos' basket. You know, I, I've seen a lot of people say, well, no, you got to win the Broncos' game. The Packers don't have to win any games this year, right? Let's pay attention and let's look how the games play out. Let's watch how the games look on the screen. Does the offense look like the young receivers and Jordan Love are, are getting more acquainted and they're becoming more comfortable and they're, and they're figuring out the puzzles and the roadblocks put before them naturally throughout the course of an NFL season. They could lose to the Broncos and it could end up being like, oh, okay, we're really doing some things here, Q. I I, I don't know. Don't get too bent out of shape about the results. Look at the process and and look at how the games look. I think that's going to tell us a lot more. I guess you're right. None of these games are must win because we're not a serious contender. Um, We are not serious people this year. To to quote a, a very great TV show, um, but I, I just, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm disappointed in, in myself for having more hope in this offense and Matt LaFleur to, to squeeze more juice out of this lemon. But um, at, at best, I've, I've lost faith in him. And at worst, it, like I, I'm giving him one more game. If we get stomped by Broncos, like there's no coming back. Well, exactly. I mean, if we get stomped, that you're, we're going to be talking about getting stomped and a lack of energy and a lack of a game plan out of a bye. It won't be that they've lost to the Broncos. We'll be talking about how they get stomped. That that I agree with. That's that's a qualitative thing. That's not a quantitative win or loss. That's that's how the game will look and how it will play out. You know what I mean? I, yeah, and I guess before yesterday, I didn't think of that as an option. I thought we would have a cakewalk next uh, in our next game, um, but now I'm I'm questioning that. So I know you've got other callers, so I'll let you go. But yeah. uh, hopefully, sliver of hope is it's a bye week, and miracles can happen over a bye week. Um, Matt Lafour has shown promise in other seasons, so hopefully he can he can get his way back into our good graces after after next game i think so appreciate hq won't be too long before we're talking bucks can't wait yeah that it's always game time and that that's uh that's where my eyes are <laughs> hell yeah uh, all right see you see you grant yeah appreciate it q q i almost went to the bucks game on well okay i thought about going to the bucks game on sunday because i was in milwaukee and didn't really have much going on and like bucks preseason game that's a pretty low-key thing I'm like oh that would be cool to go down to the stadium maybe hang out in the deer district sunny sunday afternoon Tickets in the second level were like 50 plus bucks. I'm like, I'm not paying for that to watch Robin Lopez put up a bunch of hook shots. I would have paid 20 just to go to the stadium, have a great time, right? Go do something is in the neighborhood, you know, but I, I'm like 50 plus bucks for second for nosebleed seats. I ain't, I ain't doing that. Chris is in Chippewa, 608-321-1670. What's going on, Chris? Thanks for waiting. Not too much, man. So I've been, I've been sitting here listening and kind of mulling through my thoughts about the game last night. And well, I don't know actually how I, how I feel, but I do know my thoughts and my observations. My first thing is, so like, they decided to move on from McCarthy because, at least in my opinion, they were like, it's his, his offense is old and antiquated. It's predictable. It's, 
It's, you know, uncreative. It's vanilla. So let's go get this, this young buck, Matt LaFleur. You know, he's this offensive guy, and he's going to do all this. I reminded me of Mike McCarthy offense last night. Like, where was the creativity? Like, where was the this this offensive juggernaut that they, they were supposed to be? Like, I understand. The, the, the team is young, but there was nothing inspiring to watch in that offense last night. Yeah. Well, I think the first couple of weeks, like in Chicago and in Atlanta, and I realized they lost in Atlanta, but I think in the Atlanta game especially, it was a game that they lost, but the offense was exciting. I was like, oh, we're doing yeah. cool, different things with Jaden Reed and Luke Musgrave. And, and, and I, what I want, Chris, I want Matt LaFleur to sit down every week and think of when he creates a game plan, what are all the fun, different things I can do with Luke Musgrave and Jaden Reed and Christian yeah. Watt? Let's build an offense and execute an offense around the skill sets of some of these young, exciting weapons. And, and it looked like he did the opposite last night. Exactly. And so, then you know, building off of that, so we have this uninspired offense. And I remember going into the season, one of my friends asked me, like, what are your expectations for the Packers this year? And I was like, I don't really care how many games they win or lose. I want the team to pass the eye test. Totally. I yep. want to, yep. I want, I want them. I want to be able to look and be like, okay, you know what? Jordan loves got something. Or, I'm, I'm buying what they're is- selling. Chris, that's what I want. I want exactly. to. I'm buying what they're selling. Yeah, that's what I want. Totally. Like, I just feel like I ordered an offense off of Wish. Like, it, it's 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 just not good, and and it's very uninspiring. And this doesn't make me want to buy that that Packer stock right now. So you were mentioning like the Lions last year. The Lions last year passed the eye test for me, even though we were losing. I was watching them. Like these guys have. Like they're playing inspired football, they're playing hard, they're popping pads. It's just like they just need a couple things to go their way. Now look at them this year; like they are on a roll. And while they may not be the 49ers, they're a scary team. Like I, I don't know, it's like it just it's very opposite for the Packers right now. That was just my thoughts from the game last night, man. I'll I'll hop off and uh, listen. I appreciate that, Chris. Have a good night, and I appreciate you waiting. You waited almost 10 minutes to talk to you back before 5 o'clock. I appreciate that, and I don't want to make anyone wait, but these are busy days. Everyone's got something to say about the Packers. I think it's a great way to describe it. You want this team to pass the eye test. Not going to win every Sunday. You know, the Packers could win six games, seven games this year, and the season could be a success. Right? That's what I was talking about with Bill earlier. I said, Bill, if the Packers go 7-10, and 10, but they play their best uh, their best football in the second half of the year, and it looks like some light switches go on. You're like, wow, Jaden Reed and Luke Musgrave and Jordan Love, are really, they're really starting to get on the same page. And, and Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs look they can be a JIT number one and number two, kind of deep threat speed guy, possession guy, James Jones type with Dobbs. If, if it starts to make sense and it starts to pass the eye test, then the wins are secondary. You know, you, you talk to football coaches, um, college football coaches, high school football coaches, there's some coaches that that want to throw the final score out altogether. They're like, look, the, the result can mis, mislead people. The final score can mislead people, right? Like, we want to focus on the process. We want to focus on the nuts and bolts of a game. And Packers fans, it's going to be weird. It's going to be different this year, but we need to look at what went on in the game. Now, last night sucked because the Packers lost and I hated the game plan and it didn't look inspiring and I didn't want to buy what they were selling and I don't think the game plan 
really uplifted anybody. I don't think that game plan was built around anybody. This is what Matt LaFleur, this is the dream world. I want him sitting down every week with a binder and a whiteboard and saying, all right, I got I got this toolsy rookie tight end. What's he good at? All right, what can I do with that? Christian Watson. No kidding. And right? I, Yeah, and, and I want my coach, if he's such a mind of a good offensive-minded coach, I want him to be a mad scientist. Yeah. When he's looking, how am I going to outfox an inept coach? and make him look really embarrassed on national TV. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pull some things out of the out of the closet and just kind of bring it. I was not disappointed with their defense over overall. I kind of think the, the thing with um, lining up with our end, is that something that happened by accident? I'm sure it wasn't by design. Um, I'm sure um, I don't want to ever see that happen again. Um, Devontae must have been licking his chops. I'm sure he had some hand signal going like, hey, let's check this out. He probably just um, shrugged. He's like, I don't know what's going on, but throw me the ball, I guess. <laughs> and Jimmy G's like, all right, shoot, I guess, yeah. Um, Jimmy G's had our number, man. I'm really sick and tired of seeing Jimmy that guy G. guy sucks. Uh, I, I'm so sick of Jimmy yeah, G. Yeah, he's yeah, me too. He's a, he's a, he's below average quarterback. He's not. You know he's he's done so much. I mean, I mean, maybe maybe I'm drawing a really not a fair or some you know observation of him. But God dang, against the Packers, he's just everything. And um, my brother can't stand Kirk Cousins. He he just thinks he's overrated. He wants him gone. Um, he wants a fresh look. And I'm gonna say with Jordan Love, I really feel um, watching him. I think he really shows he's got legs. Okay. And he, we need to use that more. Not predominantly run, run, run. Oh, Ed, we lost you. Sounds like your phone line dropped off. Sorry about that, Ed. Uh, I understand where you're coming, by the way, about Jordan Love as a runner. Uh, which interception was it? I-, I think it was the throw to the end zone last night to Christian Watson, the one that was eventually intercepted in, the- in that end of the game. Jordan Love had like 10 yards in front of him to go. Now, now, that throw to the back of the end zone, and I talked about it before he took this last break, if Jordan Love stands in there, delivers the ball, he takes a hit, but Christian Watson is open, and you could win the game off of that throw, right? Instead, Jordan Love dances around the pressure, rolls out to his left, but at that point, the moment is passed. You can't make that throw anymore, and uh, and it, it reminds me of when you come to a busy intersection, and you're looking to pull out and, and maybe go across traffic, you know, to the left side, and you got to cross through, and you pull out, and you go, oh, I got a second, and then you think, oh, shoot, I should have went. You can't then go. The moment has passed to go. Now you have to wait. If you hesitate, the, the moment has passed. You then got to wait for another gap in traffic. And that was kind of the situation on that final play for the Packers offense, that, that interception in the end zone. You missed your opportunity to throw the ball. You were able to escape the pocket, run. And at the very worst, you're facing, you know, a fourth and three. I, I think Jordan Love, he had a lot of space in front of him. I'd have to go back again and, and check the all 22. I'm going to do that tonight, but... um. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to do that, by the way. I feel like, wow, this guy's a prick. Listen to him. I'm not. No, that's a bit. I'm not going to do that. I'll go check the all 22. But I, but I think he could have probably picked up the first down and they would live to, to fight another set of sticks. The moment it passed, you then can't make the throw. It's like pulling out into traffic. You know what I mean? Badger Bloody Review, 608-321-1670. What's up, Bloody? What's going on? Can my call. Um, you know, uh, I'm probably going to say some things that a lot of other callers have already said and okay. uh, not to beat the dead horse. But, but no, 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 no. But here, here's the thing. You are a different caller. You're a different man. You'll put your own spin on these things, and I'm sure you'll add something to the conversation. And 
this is probably the most apathetic that I felt after a Packers loss in a really long time. Um, I was listening to your show yesterday uh, when you were asking, is it a must win? Um, I didn't think it was a must win. I did. Ultimately, didn't matter. I think we've established that. We just wanted to see some effort. We wanted to see uh, a good product out there. We wanted to see the team trying, right? And I really think that after 11 days off, boy, did they come out flat. The game plan didn't look good. They didn't look prepared for what we all can agree is not a good Raiders team. Am I right? Yeah, their defense stinks. They don't have that many good players. Their coach is a knob. Yeah, it was a team that was asking to be beaten. Look good, but Matt LaFleur went out and did it. And I really do think that, you know, we hear a lot of, of the Joe Barry hate and the Joe Barry criticism and the criticism on the defense a lot. And I have been a part of that. I'll be the first to admit I'm, you know, probably overly critical of that side of the ball. I do think that the conversation now needs to be had regularly about Matt LaFleur. And I didn't watch the press conference after the game. I turned the game off. Um, but I'm guessing it was a lot of the same stuff we hear all the time. Uh, we got to look at the tape. You know, we've got we've to be better. We've got to execute better. To quote White Goodman, cram it up your cram hole, LaFleur. I'm getting sick of it. I'm getting sick of this soft attitude and the lack of visible improvement on the field. I think we all knew that the Packers were not going to be a serious Super Bowl contender this year. I think we all knew that there's a good chance they might not even make the playoffs. But what we do want to see is improvement week to week. Are you getting trying some things out that maybe you can build on later? And unfortunately, it doesn't look like we're seeing that. Matt LaFleur has very much been playing not to lose instead of, to quote Herm Edwards, you play to win the game. Um, stop playing scared. Go for it if it's fourth and five or less. Well, stop punting when you're in plus territory. Like, where where does any of this end? I don't know, Badger Bloody. I appreciate you. I'm going to let you go. I, I wish we could talk for a, a minute or two more, but you got there's this weird thing with your connection where I'm, I'm missing the beginning of your points, but I, I definitely heard what you were saying, and, and you did add something to the conversation. I never doubted that. Badger bloody. I, I'm I'm with you. It was kind of lifeless coming out of the game last night. I'm like, well, again, I, I don't need to see this team win. I've talked pretty regularly the last two or three years about how rebuilding in the NFL is is not the NBA. It's not Major League Baseball where you need to commit four or five hard, painful years to being terrible, right? You take a step back for a year or two, and and the Packers ease that process by starting the development of their next quarterback a little early. And if Jordan Love turns out to be the guy on any level, then they take a step back this year. They learn a little bit. They add a couple nice draft picks. They got the Jets pick. And then you continue to grow and you hit the ground running next year. And you hope that's as bad as it ever has to get. Right. Um, but last night was it's not about wins and losses. It's like, what? Well, what is this? You guys don't look competent. Matt LaFleur didn't look like he had the correct game plan. I hate the decision. I hate punting it on fourth and two in plus territory. That sucks. That's never good process. I hated it. Vagabond John is here, and then we got to take a break. 608-321-1670. Vagabond John, go ahead. we got about two minutes. Great. Got three positives to take out of this game after everybody wants to come in with the negativity. Love the passion. Badger bloody always brings it. But um, positive number one, 
the kicker, right? I mean, this is a guy we all panicked over all camp. And all of a sudden it's like, you know what? Maybe we will be good at that position for the next 10 years. What was he, two for two yesterday? We'll take it. Uh, positive number two, I'm going to go with the tight end group as a whole. Dawa DeGuara, I know they missed some blocks. There was the, the whole, everything, all the backfield action that LaFleur schemes up. I know it's a scheme that you love, not my favorite. But, you know, the tight ends as a whole in terms of pass catching, we saw a dude that was undrafted on Minnesota's practice squad making catches. We saw DeGuara actually make a catch and run after the catch. Mm-hmm. We saw Musgrave actually have the ball literally stick to his hands. Did he drop one later? Yeah, but he's a rookie. It's going to happen. There's a couple of pretty impressive plays with him. Are they over-involved in this offense? Yes. Are they doing okay? Yes. Um, so I'm putting the tight end group as a positive. Yep. Last positive, who thought we'd be going off of two late-round rookies on the defensive line? Colby Wooden and Carl Brooks. I didn't even know who these guys are. Every time I'm watching the game and I see him making a tackle in the backfield, I'm like, who the heck are these guys? For... The defense to hold Josh Jacobs, and I know he's not having a great year, and I know Josh McDaniels, he's a he's a Pop Warner coach. He's not an NFL coach. He doesn't know how NFL works. Well, I can't give the defense any credit for this. But to have sixth-round rookies just smacking Josh Jacobs in the hole and actually looking pretty good on the run defense, I think they held him under 100 yards despite playing down most of the game. That was pretty impressive. Those are my three positives. The fourth bonus positive is – that was a close NFL game, and we were missing how much of our cap? For years, we've heard about, oh, you can't cut David Bakhtiari. It's going to be dead cap money. Look how much dead cap is on this team just on the injury list, yeah. whatever the Rodgers Basically, is dead cap. I mean, yeah. that, was, that was BS for two years. And you know me, I like to stick to a take and, and, and keep it warm for years. <laughs> two years ago, I said we should have got rid of Rodgers, should have got rid of David Bakhtiari. I just wonder what Matt LaFleur's system would look like now if we would have. Uh, we would have more energy. Maybe we're not starting sixth-round rookies from Auburn on the defensive line, but a couple positives there. I know I'm, yeah. probably, I'm a little out of breath walking for the first time since uh, having COVID for the last five days. So No, you're, you're all to, good. Trying to get out the fresh air. I'm, I'm glad you're feeling better. I think you will sleep easy tonight knowing that most people are not blaming Joe Barry for this loss. I got to run because Mike Clemens is here, and I want to talk to him for a couple minutes before I got to take my next break, Vagabond John. I appreciate it, Grant. Talk to you soon. Yeah, appreciate you. Thank you for some positives, and uh, rest easy tonight knowing that Joe Barry is not under the gun, at least for the next two weeks. Mike Clemens. Mike, are you in? Are you in a layover in Salt Lake City? Where are you at in your process to get back to to Wisconsin? Boarding in Las Vegas with some other media friends here from covering last night's games. Those are great takes by the listener John there on the last phone call. But he does good work. Couple, yeah, yeah. Just a couple of updates, you know. So Matt Lafleur uh, meeting with the reporters back in Green Bay a short time ago. And uh, the good news is uh, he claims that Quay Walker, inside linebacker, that left the game with a knee, a knee that immediately saw to the play. I thought, oh, that, that doesn't look good. And still he hobbled around out there for two plays. I'm like, if if I'm the Raiders, I'm, calling, I'm running a play right at him. Actually, mm-hmm. they did roll as Jacobs at him. LaFleur says that uh, he should be good for Denver after the bye. Yeah, you know. Well, you know, the good news is it's not season-ending because it looks really bad. And then Darnell Savage, now he got on a cart with a calf injury 
But again, Matt Lafleur saying ah, he, he possibly could be ready for the Broncos, so we'll see. But here's the other thing. Another roster move. Last night, to make room to get their uh, actives right, they released linebacker Justin Hollins. He's been around a couple of years, backup linebacker, special teams. And uh, they elevated Patrick Taylor. That was because of the Aaron Jones' decision. All right, he's not going to go. Then today they released Patrick Taylor, and they put Hollins back on a linebacker, which, see, that still has me concerned about where Quay Walker is going to be. But I'm telling you, and I tried to get some calls in this afternoon between travel stuff here in Vegas. This place is very busy. There's a ton of Packer fans that yeah. came to town for this thing. And that is, I th- I smell trade. I smell going out and getting somebody. The first quarter is in the books. You've seen how these guys are performed on other teams. You've seen teams get confident that they've got the depth. You know, this is where you can pick up whatever kind of a help, whatever kind of a spark, like we talk about after coming off these last couple of weeks. Here's the other thing, too. I know for sure there were some things said. There was a very frustrated Packers defense in that visitor's locker room last night. Yeah. And I said, you know what the buildup is? When you get blown up and dusted around by the Lions, okay, fine, in a prime time. And so, Joe Barry, you know, your coordinator takes all these hits. Fine. Well, you go out there and have a pretty good game against the Raiders on the road, and and the offense is letting you down. And those guys have had it. They're, they're not – that defense, some of their veterans, Jair, certainly Rasul Douglas, and now even Rudy Ford, for crying out loud, it's like, it ain't us. And we're not yeah. going to take that noise anymore. We're not the problem why we're not, you know, three and two or better uh, headed into this bye. So those are just some of the dynamics going on in that locker room. As for the play calling, Matt Lafleur is adamant. He says, I had some plays called last night. Our guys, our offensive guys, we got, quote, premier looks. In other words, the Raiders showed them exactly what they thought in the situations in the downs. They had the right play called. It just didn't get executed, whether it's on the line, whether it was the receivers sure. or the quarterback. Well, you know, and, and fans at home, we say, well, the play calling sucked, but but we don't know what was called and how it actually played out on the field. So so fans, we only know and we can only speak on so much. I, one example is Christian, Christian Watson was open on that last play, Mike. Jordan Love just took a step or two too long to get him the ball, right? If he stands in and takes that hit and delivers the ball over the top to Christian Watson, they might score a touchdown and the Packers might win that game. But it just took a little bit too long. So that's on execution, right? Next time I talk to quarterback coach Tom Clements, I'm going to put it this way. Because I'm going to say on that specific play, is Jordan Love throwing to a stamp on the field? In other words, is he throwing to the left corner of the end zone? Mm-hmm. Or throwing to the target, to the receiver? Is he trying to hit that guy's hand? Because I know what the quarterback before him said. If there's a spot on the turf where I expect it to be, that's where the ball is. It's your job to get there. Sure. That was part of the timing and the location of Aaron Rodgers. As for Love, it looks like he's trying to hit the hand. And I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's like before all the play, this is where you need, if I come to you, this is where you need to be. And I, because it didn't look that way. Yeah. Well, we'll have to go back and, again, uh, watch the All-22. You brought up Quay Walker. Can I ask you one thing about Quay Walker before I let you go and, and you continue sure. your, your travels back to Wisconsin? W- what are the Packers beat? What is the brain trust of all the people that you sit in the press box with and you watch these games? What do we think of Quay Walker? Is Quay Walker this special athlete that's going to be a game game wrecker, sideline-to-sideline side guy that can really be a centerpiece of the defense, or is he just another linebacker in this lineage of 
you know, Blake Martinez and, and other just stat merchants who sit up in the middle of the defense and, and eat a lot of empty calories. What, what do folks think of Quay Walker? What's the name of a popular inside linebacker? I mean, hell, you could be the franchise leader in tackles, and everybody thinks that A.J. Hawk was a bust. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. It's not easy to please people with that job. However, he is, from day one, he, he is a gifted athlete. He's got an incredible movement from side to side. Just seeing him out there like in an OTA. So he's special that way. He's learning a lot. And, oh, by the way, ever since Devondre Campbell got injured last year, Quay Walker, number seven, is one running the defense. A year and a half into the NFL, he's got the radio helmet. He's running the show there. That's, they're putting their future on Quay Walker. He's a, he's a good kid. He's a tough athlete. He's demanding. He's open to us. We had a great conversation with him about – 10 days or so ago. I mean, how he's coming up with games with 12 to 17 tackles. So, you know, it ain't him. Yeah. It ain't him. Interesting. Well, it's fun to watch him play. I'm, I'm really glad that he's not hurt long-term because he's one of these young players. I want to see him develop, and I want to see him grow. That's what this year is all about. And you're right. He is calling the defense and, and, and doing a lot of uh, – uh, I guess, intellectual things. He's not just running around and hitting people. Like, he is organizing and calling a lot of the defense, and I don't know that Packers fans at large really really give him the credit for that. Mike, i got to let you go. Go go fly. Go enjoy the flight, and I know we'll talk to you later this week, and, and we'll have some great discussions over the bye week. You, Thank you, you so much. You and I got to come to Vegas sometime, man. You get on the road, and you take Dean Martin Road to the French Hunter <laughs> Way, to Sammy Davis Jr., to go to a little... Italian restaurant called Pierce. It's the best. I want to come to the Super Bowl with you and Bill. I'm hoping to crash that party. I just need to weasel my way into to your travel plans. Book your ticket now, brother. All right. Thanks, Mike. We'll talk soon. Mike Clemens. He's on Twitter at Mike Clemens NFL. Follow him. We'll have some great conversations during the bye. Uh, and Mike will probably like it because he'll have some time to relax. He won't be traveling, and and we can just sit down and say, okay, we got five games in. Tell me about this player. What do you hear? What do you see? Tell me about this thing what do you hear what do you see we're gonna have some great conversations the next two weeks let's take a five minute break we'll come back start to wrap up the wisco sports show next this is the wisco sports show with grant bills on the wisconsin sports zone radio network wisco sports show god we appreciate mike clemens don't we what a guy just hanging out in the airport. And he said, I'm not even in the same time zone as Grant, but it's 530. I should give him a call. Thank you, Mike. If you don't follow Mike on Twitter already, go give him a follow at Mike Clemens NFL. Mike will be on the Bill Michaels huddle tomorrow night. Not sure if he'll be on the Bill Michaels show tomorrow, but I tell you, we got a loaded Bill Michaels show tomorrow. Dan Casper, W-A-Y-Y. So Eau Claire Hive. Tuned in to Bill tomorrow. You can be there at 1130. Mark Schofield, SB Nation, Sam Monson, Pro Football Focus, all going to join Bill tomorrow. Looking forward to that. i got to take one final break, get it in here. We'll wrap up the Wisco Sports Show coming up next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. Bucks got a game tonight. If you're looking for something low key, low stress, uh, not high stakes, Bucks got a preseason game. I think it'll be on Valley Sports Wisconsin. Watching Twins Astros right now. That game's about to wrap up. So if you're looking for something to tickle your sports fancy tonight, uh, Bucks coach Adrian Griffin tells reporters this per Eric name. 
that Giannis Antetokounmpo, Damian Lillard, and Chris Middleton will not play tonight. A.J. Green, Chris Livingston, and Campaign are back in action. In separate news, the Memphis Grizzlies announced that, like the Milwaukee Bucks, tickets to this game, even in the nosebleeds, will remain more expensive than $55. Why? Because F them, that's why. I made that second part up. I, I, I could have brought this up with Bill. I, I feel like, like this is me yelling at a cloud. But I was in Milwaukee this weekend. I was there on Sunday. I didn't have anything to do. You know, so we ended up watching the Vikings and, and laying around and just kind of having a lazy day. And I was like, well, we could, we could go to the Bucks game. Just two minutes away. We were very close. And uh, I was like, well, let me, let me just go and take a match. We'll see how much tickets are. Because if tickets are like 20 bucks, why not? We can go down to the Deer District, go into the game. We don't even have to stay the whole time. It's just cool to be in Fiserv. It's cool to, you know, get out of the house, do something. Um, but tickets were like 50 bucks. The the back row nosebleeds are 50 bucks. And the good players weren't even playing. You're paying 50 bucks to, to watch Robin Lopez take hook shots from a distance. Why is that fair? Why does that make any sense? So these preseason games, these ticket prices for preseason games are out of control. And I swear I might just have to get Alex Lazary on the show to, to talk about it <laughs> tomorrow. I kind of want to talk a little bit about the baseball playoffs. Honestly, we'll have to work that into tomorrow night's show. We'll keep talking Packers, of course. Any pertinent news uh, throughout the bye week, we'll be talking about it. But I do want to talk playoff baseball and maybe a little Bucks. It'll be fun to get away from the Packers for a couple of minutes after the last two days. Very Packers heavy. Appreciate you bearing with me on the show tonight. Thanks for everybody who called in. Check out the podcast. Just search Wisco Sports Show wherever you find your podcasts. I'll talk to you tomorrow at 4.